We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macro, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast coming at you on a uh, Thursday. I have to look at what day it is. Um, where uh, we are bringing you a uh, very fun conversation with um, the most regular guests that we have on this show. And that is, of course, um, Nick fan and celebrity Nick fan and actor extraordinaire David Fudenick, um, all the way from California, recorded this conversation a little bit earlier tonight. Um, a lot of laughs as always, and some commiseration, some hope, some, you know, everything in between. Uh, so that's coming up for you in a minute. Uh, before we get to that, uh, shameless plug, we also just got done recording myself and Mr. Claudio, uh, a very, very fun Patreon episode. So for anybody who's not yet on the Knicks film school, Patreon bandwagon, um, you can, there's a bunch of tiers for you to, to figure out which, where you want to slot in, but our mellow tier, um, you get a bonus podcast every week and we just recorded it. We went, what did that last? About an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. An hour minutes. and a half. Yeah. yeah it was about an hour and a half. Yeah. In which we, we drafted, um, the top 20 centers in the NBA that we would want for the rest of this season. And boy, did we, we, we got into it uh, with some guys and there were some feelings felt um, yeah, just spoiler alert, a little mini spoiler alert for the pod and I, for the Patreon pod. And I think any intelligent Knicks fans will understand what I mean when I say this. Um, there's a reason that all Patreon pods are non Knicks related. And Oh boy, was this, Center's draft, non Knicks related. So, oh yes, it was. Uh, yeah. Although there were some Knicks conversations. There were maybe a former Nick that plays in Dallas. Well, no, but there was also. Some, I know, some, I know. There's a larger, there's a larger, bigger picture what, of conversation one word, that came one, up. One word, zero with. Mm, uh, uh, yeah, new new vocabulary, st- zero with. Strategery. Strategery. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you could you could check out. Um, the Patreon, uh, which you could just go to uh, patreon.com and look at Knicks Film School. Again, there's all kinds of tiers there, including the mellow tier where you can get that bonus pod a week. Uh, that's it. Uh, don't forget, check out uh, the post game tonight after the Houston Rockets game, uh, where hopefully. <laughs> 
that's me knocking on wood. Uh, the Knicks get a win. I'd really like them to, w- to win this game. I don't really care how they do it. Uh, beg, borrow, or steal, whatever. And uh, then we will, uh, that gets us to the weekend. And then we'll see with our normal, you know, show to start next week. Obviously, post game on Saturday as well. All the usual stuff. So check it all out. And uh, without further ado, here's my podcast with the one and only Fuddy. Joining me now on the next film school podcast. He is, um, you know what? He actually might be Santa Claus. Um, I've never directly asked him the question, but he provides joy and merriment to everybody. He comes in contact with, whether that be on Twitter where he has become, uh, debatable. Uh, where he has become, uh, you know, the, the, the face and the voice of, of the Nick fan, I believe on, on Twitter, um, or in person where obviously, I mean, you see him and it's just like, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it is, it is joy incarnate. Of course, I'm talking about David Futternick. Hello, funny. Hello. How you doing? Uh, well, let's see. It's what (laughs) we were possibly going to talk last week. Not much has changed. I I guess like, you know, when a, when a pile of shit just has more shit kind of piled on top of it, it's still a shit pile. So, you know, I guess not much has changed. Steph Curry now has the three point record. So that was how nice for him to get to enjoy that moment at MSG. It must I just it's so it's, nice. It's, it's nice because nothing good has happened to the man in his no. life. Who um, had a better night, him or Dell? Because Dell was just surrounded by honeys in his sweater with a viper on it or something. I mean, he's really going full middle aged single guy. <laughs> are, the, is, are the Curry's not married? The elder Curry's not married anymore. Um. I don't know. No, no, they are not. You have not heard this. I don't. I don't. I don't partake in the in the uh, page six stuff. Oh please! Oh please! Everybody I, does. Come on. I just. I mean, he's a he's a handsome older man. He is. He is. He's got a nice you know? job. He's got a nice gig. That's right. God bless. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> hey, in this in this economy, please. In this time, in this climate, God bless. He's got steady work. <laughs> I can't even I can't even attempt to, sh- to have any episode with you be a, like remotely serious. <laughs> well, just, I figure the more we talk about everything else, the less we have to talk about the Knicks. So. <laughs> so I said I had an idea of how to start the show. Um, and this is my so I, this is my attempt to to also provide holiday cheer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm doing something for the newsletter tomorrow to kind of like, you know, where you know, what are the odds that this thing turns around? Not looking at like X's and O's or like trades or anything, although we should talk some fake trades because why the fuck not? Sure. But um, just kind of looking at where they're at and like, you know, net rating, which I know you're a big, big analytics guy. Um, <laughs> you know, me crunching numbers constantly. Always you're on the human. calculator. Always they on the TI-82. It, <laughs> that's what they called your college. T- old, right. T-I. <laughs> old TI. <laughs> um, well, because I loved TI, the rapper. And I always was on my calculator, you know, I was, was like, a bit, the, you remember the song rubber band, man. Of course. I love that song. I love that song too. Yeah. Oh, it was a good one. Fantastic. Reminds me of stripes. One of my favorite Bill Murray movies. Ah, yes. There you go. Um, watch, watch that recently. Yeah. The, the, for the kids out there, the mud wrestling scene, which, you know, 
Could be made. That movie couldn't be made today. Couldn't be made today. Not not so much. Um, yeah. I don't know how we got to talking about this. Uh, uh, yes, and that ratings. That's right. Yeah. And and where they're at, and because we're now actually at the exact. Um, if there was such a thing, uh, the math doesn't quite work out. But the third we're a third of the way through the season and you know, they're, they're currently 23rd in that rating. It's, it's not great. And so I was like looking at some past teams that have rebounded from similar places. And then I was looking for other reasons for optimism. And I noticed, do you know when the next time they play a team that again, as we're recording this right now, Wednesday, December 15th, 5 40 PM, my time. Um, do you know when the next time they play a team that currently has a top six record in either conference? How many games will pass until they play? Obviously, you don't know the schedule by heart because you're not a crazy person, but just take a, take a, <laughs> take a wild guess. Uh, probably not for a little while because they have the, the Hawks, the Wizards, uh, the Rockets. So five games, six games, 18 games. Holy shit. Well, the next 18 games are against teams that currently are not in the top six in either conference. Now, that's a little bit of a selective stat because like, I don't know how you feel about like, so like Boston is not there right now. Um, they play, they play Boston one. They play, oh, wow. They play Boston three times actually in the, in mm. the next, um, in this stretch. So like, I think Boston's kind of rebounding a little bit. I think Boston's actually pretty good. Obviously yep. they play Atlanta on Christmas day. Uh, they play Atlanta after that. They play Dallas, like Charlotte, like these are good, good solid teams, but the next team they play that's, that's in the top six, neither conference is the Clippers on January 23rd. And the Clippers are like, if you've been following them, they, they had, they have, they had like a five or six game winning streak all early over in the, the year. Place. Yeah, yeah. All over the place. Not a consistent team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then it gets a little bit tougher. You got a Cleveland and Milwaukee in there, and then they have a, a killer West coast road trip. But for all intents and purposes, I think that, you know, that this next stretch is going to take us to like the eve of the trade deadline when, you know, maybe stuff will happen or stuff won't happen. Like, there's a I, there's such a part of me that wants to be like, okay, this is where they put it together. I know oh, that sorry, the one other corollary to this, their last 12 games, they've played uh seven teams that are in the top six in either conference. So again, I know it feels like the sky is falling. The schedule has been a little tough. I want to yeah. be like, this is where they turn it around. I don't uh, I don't know that I could get there. Where can, can you get there, Mr. Mr. Positivity? No, and I try to be as positive as possible. Like you, you can, the, you do, you do. Uh, to an extent, you know, we're all still New Yorkers. We all still have a grouch in us. But man, you know, Nick's Twitter has just been an insufferable island of fucking garbage the last few weeks. Just really, it's just not what you want. Saddest sack of people. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm really starting to like worry about the team because uh, the the you know last year the effort was there. The talent was about the same. The effort was there. You know, they were they were playing hard on D, and that was their identity. You know, I listened to your um, you know your post game last night after the Warriors game. You're absolutely right. Like like there is no identity. Like the identity is the bench, and yeah. if your identity is the bench, you're in fucking trouble. You know <laughs> those those people who are coming in and changing the tone of the game are not people that are going to lead this team to wins. They can maybe here or there, but your start, but your, but if your starters are playing like shit, you're fucked. Like the the season is fucked. You know, like Randall is not the same person. 
He no. like refuses to fucking catch the ball and shoot. You know, I, if I have to see him one more time, have an open three and decide, nah, I should probably just dribble into three guys instead or yeah. give the ball to uh, Evan Fournier, have him fucking dribble around like a moron for 10 seconds, then give the ball back to me. Then I have to like launch some fucking horrible shot. You know, the offense is so bad. And the problem with Julius is that when his offense is off, his defense gets so royally screwed too. And, you know, we go right now, we go as far as, as that man takes us. And he just is not the same player this year. Well, so so you, it's hard for me to say like, yeah, you know, I can find the little, <clears throat> you know, the, the little, uh, you know, bits and pieces that have like given me joy this year. It's mostly our, our rookies and, you know, quickly, maybe like a few weeks ago and, you know, Derek Rose and stretches. But who's getting who's looking who's running down a little bit. Those 37 minutes, you know, that he was playing in in a lot of games last year and this year are catching up to him. You know, 37 a couple nights ago, played 30. What was he? 34 more. You know, it's um, he doesn't have that same burst that he had. Uh, you know, once and, upon a time last year, nor, and and for obvious reasons, for, I mean, you can't blame him for that. If you look no. at his minutes per game, they've gone down the last four years in a row for for a reason. Um, he, should, he should be playing like twenty five minutes a night. You know, he's, like, been, he's been their best player. I, I, right? Actually, this is the back and forth I think we had last night. Um, we did it on a playback, and then I think we talked about it a little bit in the post game. I'm curious your, your thoughts. Andrew push Andrew, why don't you come in, in for this one? You you push back on me because I said Derek Rose, I think, has still been their best player this year. And you push back with Obi because you can't remember mm-hmm. Obi having a bad stand. And I went mm-hmm. back with like, well, Rose has so much more responsibility to create and generate stuff from nothing, which is why I, I give him the edge, but I, I also see the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, you you kind of covered it. it. It's simply just the fact that I don't remember a bad Obi Toppin game, and I think he had one bad shooting game. That's it. I'm that also attributing and not to be part of said um, terrible ecosystem that is Nick's Twitter, but because we've also seen him in limited minutes, there's a potential aspect I'm also applying to Obi yes. that. He's been great in this limit limited time that we've seen him. And I think he could be even better if we saw him for more. Hence what we saw in the Raptors game. But I also mm-hmm. in the conversation, when you said that it's D Rose, I also think a lot of Obi's success is responsible, uh, is given responsible because of what Derek Rose has been able to do with him. Obi isn't someone that really can create his own shot. He thrives on Derek Rose running the offense in the second unit. Well, and, and quickly to a lesser extent, too. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And and look, all those guys feed off each other. And that's why, like, mm-hmm. if I'm look, so you just laid out the bad and it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. Yep. But at the same time, again, and this is the ultimate, whatever you want to call it, low bar, you know, silver lining um, because we've been Nick fans for so long and we've seen so much just abhorrence um, in, in basketball form. It's not like the whole team has like, quit or they're not trying collective like there are players who are still going out there and trying their hardest every night and it's especially the guys who have been drafted by this regime which is what gives me a lot of hope with you know and buy-in into the system and you look at like i was went on a little rant at the end of uh after the warriors game about how if you look at the, the defensive rating for the subs it's it's i mean it's 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 pristine Great. yeah and it really just does come down to in in my mind and i don't 
you know, we've talked about this for the last few weeks. You don't have to blabber the point, but like what you said about Randall, what you said about Fournier, and then the the centers just not being on the same on the same caliber. Where I'm now struggling, and you know, I was on the the putback today uh, with with uh, Ian, and you know, the topic of like a Miles Turner trade came up, and like he would fix one component of the team, but like, am I sure that like, you know, Julius Randall, when he sees miles Turner walking through that door is going to get fucking magic inspiration. And he's gonna be like, okay, now that's it. I'm turning my corner. Now. Like what evidence do I have from what we've seen this year? And by the way, if he does get fucking magically inspired by miles Turner, then that, like, what is that? Like that's, this is the frustrating shit. And then Evan, Evan Fournier is just, He's Evan Fournier, and this is the guy that he is, and he's worked in certain ecosystems throughout his career. And this, and more and more, it's like, man. And I know Reggie Bullock's not having a good year in Dallas, but boy, wow, who who is really? I mean, well, that's true. Um, that's true. <laughs> uh, I, you know, who's having a good year in Dallas? The restaurants of Dallas, because Luca has, you know, <laughs> what giving them all his money, two eighty <laughs> or something. <laughs> I hate to fat shame because God knows I am no Adonis. Uh, you know, I have no six pack, but you know, well, I have a couple of six packs in the fridge, but you know, yeah. that's about it. But no, you know, I have, I have no business shaming him, but um, I mean, I, I, I cannot believe how much they've missed Reggie book, but they really do. If only because of how much uh, chemistry he had with, with Randall, Undeniable I really, chemistry. really underappreciated that, you know, I yeah. knew it, but I, but I thought getting rid of elf and bringing in some shooting after watching that Hawk series was not going to cure our, our ills. I, you know, I, I, I had no idea uh, in my mind that like, we were going to be this bad. I obviously didn't think we were going to be anything higher than a six seed. If in a, in an ideal world, well, I, given I would have signed for like this, I would have signed for a six seed before the abs- season. Started. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would have signed for a six seed after five and one, if I'm being honest, because I, I, yeah. I we, we saw little signs of concern even then. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess you want to, you know, you bring in Turner maybe move Fournier to the bench. Like you're not getting rid of Fournier in a, in a Turner deal. We, we can talk about a Turner deal in a sec. I'm curious what you, what you'd be cool giving up, but like move Fournier to the bench, maybe make it so that his, um, I don't even know what's a polite word to describe what the fuck he's been. Uh, <laughs> his inconsistencies are. Less- I mean, this, this is my question. Fournier is not a Tibbs guy. No, uh, like, there is no way in my mind that like Fournier would still be in the rotation if not for the front office, like handcuffing Tibbs. Well, it's three years because and, this, and three guaranteed money, three years of guaranteed money. I was texting with a friend last night and he said, you know, this just fucking smells of Scott Perry. And, and I- this is a Perry guy. You know, it's funny you say that because I my impression of the front office is that they have, especially with the reporting that's come out over the since Leon Rose came aboard, that he's bringing in all these analytics people mm-hmm. on paper. Fournier is a guy that should make a basketball team in the year of our Lord 2021 a better basketball team because he does the things 
that he he's a pull up shooter. Like his efficiency is always off the charts. Like if you look at the on offs, like yeah, there's a little bit of noise in there, but like you know, and then you watch him and like he could do the things on defense, right? He can he can do them at times, um, but but having him on your team is so underwhelming. Um, and again, look, fucking there's I, I go back to it and every, people killed me, by the way, at the trade deadline last year. And I'm like, I'm happy they didn't give up two second round picks for him. And people were like, how could you know? It's a no brainer. I'm like, eh. um, it, uh, whatever. Uh, I agree yeah. with you um, that it's a front. It smells of a front office move. I just don't know. Is it a Perry? Is it like, you know, it, but Tibbs probably are like, all right, I'll trust you guys on this one. And I wonder with how it's turned out, does the balance of power in terms of the decision-making maybe sway a little bit back towards, towards Tibbs, towards Tom yeah. and with Kemba too. Cause I, I mean, do you think Tibbs wanted Kemba is something I, I thought about? I need, and especially with the benching, that's, that's in question. No, well, uh, the only vets that Tibbs likes are guys that played for him on previous teams. <laughs> so no, <laughs> I don't think true. so. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if, even if you move Fournier to the bench, maybe put another, you know, a, a, but but that's the problem is like they. Who, who, it's who worth gonna, a tinker, but look, yeah. that ain't no magic wand. I mean, that is not going to solve our problems. You know, it's not. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So let's 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 have some fun. Let's mm-hmm. say let's go. Let's go to Turner. Um, I don't know if you've heard. This is my this is my trade proposal that um, I, I think I've talked about it on a couple of pods. So the the Dallas pick, the Dallas 2023 pick, which is top 10 protected. Right. The Charlotte pick, which could convey this year, but probably will convey next year when it's, I think, top 16 next year protected top 16 or top 14, one or the other. Um, so it's two firsts, two real, real firsts. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple good seconds and then salary and Jacobitis, Jacobitis, Jacobitis. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and the salary, is it, you know, Kemba and Noel, is it Noel and Knox? Is it Kemba? And, like what? I don't, I don't care. Whatever it is. Right. I, I, 
I'm dubious as to whether Indiana says yes to that. I I don't get I don't think that gets it done. I don't think gets it done. Okay. If that gets it done, I would I would absolutely do that. You would absolutely do it. Yes. Honestly, I might I th- I'd be tempted to throw Mitch in the in the package. Oh, but- I to, oh sorry. That I I I forgot about Mitch who seems like he is fucking soliciting plane tickets out of town. Seriously. With this shit. I mean, he's working harder at his Instagram stories, it appears, than uh, his cardio. I mean, oh, my God. Uh, like, is there a, some, some of those it, posts were like five minutes after the final fucking uh, buzzer. Like, bro, what are you doing? I, like, it really does seem like, you know, he's like sabotaging himself. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's up with him. And, and you know, both. And he's he's never really going to be properly healthy. You know, remember like how, you know, he could defend the three, you know, all that, That like the bounce that he had, the pop he had, that is gone. I mean, that is just gone. He like, you know, we, we wanted him to put the weight on. And now I feel like, Ooh, that maybe was a, a a bad decision. You know, like, I don't know. I wasn't as I was it's not happy. like he it's not like he's setting better screens now because he's got the weight and it's not like he's uh, rebounding better boxing it, out easier with the weight. And it, it just and seems to be weighing him down more. Exactly. And it's not like with the extra pounds, he's like suddenly like stop, you know, Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. Those guys still will eat his lunch. Right. Um, no, I, I sorry. I missed Dude, forget it. those guys. Fucking Bielitsa <laughs> ate his lunch last night. Like, well, anybody know? because because and that's the reality of the situation. And I don't want to get get all pissy here, but like, no, you know, I think we're at the place where we're we at the pissy. Should. OK, yeah. so like so if you're going to play center in the NBA today, you either need to be a top five consistent defensive force. Um, where it doesn't matter who you're going against. Like you're pretty solid. Like I, you could play 30 minutes a night and like feel your team is going to feel good about you defensively. Mm-hmm. You have to be an offensive hub of some kind, or at the very least you have to be like a top 10 defensive guy. Who's also an ex, like a, a really good rim runner. Um, or you have to be a stretch five, like be one of those five yeah. things. Like, you know, Jared Allen, all of a sudden, fairly paid, right? $20 million a year. Well, guess what? Really solid on defense. Not extraordinary, but really solid. And he's as good a rim runner as you'll find. What is Jared Allen? Is he the, I don't know, is he the 10th best center in the league, 12th best center in the league, 15th best center in the league? Somewhere in that conversation. But like, so we're talking about Mitch. He's like, what is he? What does he top out as? Does he top out as the 20th best center in basketball? I don't like if that, that yeah. seems generous, really generous. Yeah. So I, I would throw him in. If they want him, I don't know if they want him. So they might not even want him. I mean, uh, what's his value? I mean, he's an expiring contract. That's his value. Exactly. Yes. And they would have to feel good about like what he would sign for. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Herb Simon never goes into the luxury tax. If they get the sense that like Mitch is okay signing for like a, a, a low value resign. Deal. Right. Yeah. Maybe. So I don't know. I'm, I think I'm still probably siding with you. I don't know if that gets it done. And the other part of it is, if the Knicks play a hardball and make that offer and the Pacers are like, now nah, we're going to wait around and see, cause we're in no rush. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the worst that happens? We start winning games and get back in the playoff race. Like this and the Knicks season starts to slip away. It's then it gets, that's why this is a really tricky situation for them. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't know. Um, John, can I jump in please? So 
I want to respond to what also happened on the putback today. And I want to get Fuddy's response too, because you're, yes, your offer that you brought up that you would give for Turner. I think we're both, the three of us would be comfortable with that being the package. Yes. But both Bagley and Popper said it would take either OB or quickly. Does that scare you at all that A, that the front office would even consider it or B, that if that's the price and people, it becomes a bidding war that they'd panic because of how this season has gone? I don't think they would panic myself and do that. I listen, if they traded OB or quickly in, in a Miles Turner trade, I would be pretty shocked and I'd be pretty pissed. I think the yeah. majority of us would be, yeah. Yeah. You, so you would you're 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 a you're a hard no on that, funny. Absolutely. Yeah, no. I, I think especially because like uh, those are guys they drafted. So yes. I think they, they covet them more, you know. Uh, if 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 quickly had been drafted, um, you know, in the Fisdale regime, I I think you know no question he'd be on the chopping block. But I think they they cover they covet their guys. You know that's a sense of pride for them. Um, I, I, well, I think it's a sense of pride, and I also wonder. You know, we we always love to talk about the culture and and. I what, think honestly, I I hate to say this, but I I think they would be more likely I know to where trade you're RJ. I know, I knew it. You, I, I was you, you took the words out. I was about to bring it up, and you took the words out of my mouth. Um, not for the same value. I think no. they would require more in return. Like I don't like, think they would include RJ in a Turner deal. No. Um, but in terms of being more comfortable putting RJ on the table, um, you know. Again, I, I don't want to go back to this, but I have that fucking comment by Tibbs after the after the Nuggets game. Y'all, I, yeah. t- Andrew, you could say whatever the fuck you want, and I know what you you're, I know what your position is. That was a shot. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was. I never how asked you not, for it. How was it not a shot? Thank how you. was it not a shot? I mean, he he he, he wouldn't have said anything, uh, you know, or he he wouldn't have been as uh, brutal about it. Like it was. I mean, it was all out there. I, he doesn't misspeak. I yeah. I read it as he wasn't miss. I think people were taking him out of context. I looked, I, he, besides, there was no out of context. The no. point, I don't now. know. Yeah. He says nothing ever, ever. The man says said was nothing. nothing. I thought he, that what he said was nothing. I, I okay. Well, it's an agree to disagree at this point. It is. It is an agree to disagree. To me, it was so it. clearly. Because the comment was done, and then at the end, he's like, "Maybe you, should, you know, I don't know." Okay, we we can move on. We can agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. So RJ, let's move on again. We're we're having fun. It's it's uh, we've lost seven of eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're creeping in closer and closer to a tankathon type. There you go, know, oh, man. I looked on tankathon a few. I looked at the tankathon odds. I looked at the current. Standings today, it's it's all there. It's right. Have you started simming the lottery? Have you started simming? No, I don't. I don't. I don't ever do that. It's a waste of time. Well, Uh, funny. What were you saying? I I mean, funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I clicked a couple of spins. Maybe maybe three or four. Yeah, three or four. Just until they got a top three pick. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Only took three or four. That's that's where we're at. But to be fair. But to be fair. A lot of the East is kind of in the same boat. It's like such yeah. a fucking mess right now. Um, um, part, part of that is because of health. 
part of that is because of health and protocol. See, like half the league is in fucking health and protocol right now. Yeah. So um, it's a very weird season, you know, it, it is a weird season and they do have an opportunity. I mean, look, let's just be, let's just be real about it. We can sit here and say whatever the hell we want about the issues on the team and the issues with Randall and this and that, and the other thing, Fournier, if they reel off, you know, a 12 and six stretch over these next 18 games, which like I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic right now. Would it shock me if they went 12 and six? No. Would it shock me if they went six and 12? No, would neither of those things would shock me, you know? Right. And if they do, if they do the, the better of those two, like, you know, I, I'm, I'll talk myself into like, Hey, listen, then let's, let's go for that six seed. Um, mm-hmm. I, we'll see if it happens. Uh, where are you at on, on, Ben Simmons in terms of like, are you, cause a lot of people just like, they hear his name and they're just like, get, get the fuck off my lawn. Um, I know people. Of, I'm, will, I'm kind of in that boat. You are. Okay. Uh, can I, why? look, I, I think he's a, an incredible talent. I seriously worry about um, the emotional strain he's been through. And that doesn't like that doesn't get better by coming to MSG, (laughs) you know, coming to this media market. I mean, Philly is Philly. It it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better by coming here. But there's no celebrity row at uh, Philly games. You know, like there's just M. Night Shyamalan (laughs) at Sixers games. Listen, he's he's such a celebrity. Hey, Hey, huge. (laughs) You know, and like Did you see old to- and like Tony Luke or whoever the fuck, oh, you know, you know, just the cheesesteak, you know, mavens. But yeah. like, I don't know. He's so lured by the celebrity thing, you know, just getting involved in the whole Kardashian. What would, what would give that away? You know, Jenner universe. Uh, and just like the attitude. I just don't see him and Tibbs gelling at all, even though he's a, an incredible defensive talent. One of the best defenders in the league. Um, I just worry about the attitude and I mean, we are so shooting deprived that does not help our offense. I mean, he's a good ball handler. He has good court vision and he's big, but I don't know. I don't see it. I think, I think Daryl Morey is too smart and I think it's the price is going to be too high, even with all the bullshit this year. I think the price is just going to be too high. We would we would have to part with young talent to get him, and I'm not willing to do that for such a huge question mark. Um, it's not a home run, you yeah, know, and, and and it's going to require a home run price uh, or a, a price as if you are getting the home run. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I also don't like the fit with him and and Randall. Not you know, th- the assumption would be that you'd be bringing him to play with Randall. Um, that said, what intrigues me, I wanted to bring up Simmons just then get that opinion out of the way, because what intrigues me about the next month and change or maybe much sooner is the notion that the Knicks could potentially get in on a trade involving Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't know exactly what that would be. Cause if you're like, if you're, and I'm going to have someone on next, uh, Dave really going to come on next week and we're going to bullshit about Simmons and fake trades with Portland or whatever else. So I don't want to get too much into it, but just like, I think we are at the point of the season where 
if there's a way for the Knicks to, I'm not saying like take on like bad long-term money, but like if there's a way that they could end up with like CJ McCollum and get something for taking on CJ McCollum and like jettison off some of these people, like that's something that would be at least interesting to me. Like, you know, but I don't know. Um, that's the only, that's kind of where my head's at. I, uh, what about Dame? Do you have any interest in Dame? He's my favorite non-Nick of the last decade plus. Uh, but no, <laughs> no, uh, it really, it, it would, it would just, it, we would have to gut our roster to get him. And yeah. to me, I, th- I think we should have learned our lesson from the last time we did that. You know, uh, what do we do? Oh, I, that's right. Do you remember that? I have a vague recollection. Vague. And, 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 and I don't know how willing I would have been, uh, uh, you know, down to do it when he was actually in his prime. It does feel, and maybe this year is like a bugaboo and, and he come like returns back to form, but it really feels like he is in, in his twilight now. Um, so my, my question that I'm starting to wonder is because I agree with you. I think he is in his twilight. And I thought the woe, like, look, that, that Woj piece, which I mean, I did maybe Neil O'Shea actually wrote the piece for Woj. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I think yeah. <laughs> ghost it's, written. It's, it's, like one, it's like one of those books where it's like my life in basketball by Charles Barkley with <laughs> Brian Schneiderman. You know, it's like, yeah, Brian Schneiderman wrote this fucking book. Like, yeah, yeah. With Neil O'Shea. With Neil O'Shea. Um, Schnigger, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a basketball writer? <laughs> Brian sure. Schneiderman, he covers <laughs> he covers the Suns. Uh, sure, no. Brian Schneiderman. Let's get no. Andrew. Can we get Brian Schneiderman on? The yeah, box? get. Oh, if you guys Working get Schneiderman on, on, please. Um. Anyway, it, I thought it was very interesting in that piece, um, where he was like several executives that you know, ESPN has talked to or whatever have said, like they'd rather take the Portland job knowing that they could trade Dame or like knowing that they don't have to keep Dame or extend Dame. Like to me, that's not necessarily indicative of like what a player's value is. Cause you're, I'm making a few like extra logical leaps there, but just he's, what is he? 31 or 32, whatever he is. He's just, he's more than 31. He's 31 and, and change. 31 and change. Yeah. He's a small guard on his way to 32. Yeah. He's a small guard, which, and what was the, what was the, something came out a week or so ago with like the, uh, the issue he's dealing with right now. Extension. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever injury, somebody basically reported, like he's been dealing with this for years as a way to like make him look. Yeah. He like was experiencing it really badly uh, in the Olympics and just, opted not to have surgery. And so, yeah, yeah. so like, how is that supposed to make me feel better about the long term? you know, and what you just brought up that he wants the extension to become, you know, apparently the highest paid basketball player on the planet, mm-hmm. like all these things, like, I'm sorry, where's the market going to be that's beating down the door for Dame Lillard. And that's, mm-hmm. and I look, I get it. He's a, he's made all NBA first team. He's like, still when he's right, he's, as you said, he's one of your favorite, he's your favorite non-Nick. I just, I don't know. That's, and I just, I'm not, I'm not saying I would do it or even, or that I would even necessarily think long and hard about it, but just, I wonder what the front office would do if there was a situation where it was like the port, the Blazers 
kept falling. And the Blazers are like, you know, we have an opportunity to get maybe a top like five pick here this year. And they felt like they could get a bunch of picks from New York. And all it would cost the Knicks in terms of young players was RJ and salary after the year that RJ has had. And what you brought up before, I wonder if the front office would be quicker to trade RJ than they would Obi or quickly, or I mean, hell, even some of these kids that they just drafted. It's just a question I have in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, granted, it was, it was one trade deadline, but you know, we had conversations like this last trade deadline and we kind of learned that this front office just kind of nibbled at the margins a little bit, you know, they're, yeah. they're, and look what they, they did on draft night too. It's like, you know, they're just, they like to tinker a little bit, but you know, there's no splash yet. And again, it's early in their regime, but um, I think we, we want such an easy fix to the struggles that the team has had this year. And I just don't think the front office is willing to do that. They're, they're a little too conservative. I, I hope you're right. And I really do hope they, there was a trade there where they can, again, like you say, do what they've been doing, pick up another, you know, future pick or pick up something, take on, you know, because again, if you're in a situation where it's like, all right, we're either going to figure it out or we're not. And there is no magic elixir. Um, you know, I, and I, I think, you know, maybe they do trade for Turner, but can they supplement that by taking on, I just don't think they want to take on any more money into that. Like they're okay. Taking out money for next year, but it's mm-hmm. the year after that. So that would, that would mean CJ's out, but like there are other players. Um, I don't know. So your, so your gut feeling is no big moves. Your gut feeling is they do not turn the season around. So when we're talking in April, are we talking about guys we're hoping to jump up in the lottery to get, you think we're talking about, we're still in the playing race. Like I'm trying to foresee what the rest of this year is going to look like. And that's where I'm at. And I, I don't know where it's going. It's tough because like at the end of the day, Tibbs is still a coach and <laughs> you know, he he's too much of a psycho to just let them flounder. So I, I, I don't see them being like a bottom five team in the league, but as we've seen, you know, look at the Pelicans getting Zion, you don't have to be, um, to have some luck in the draft and all that. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see them being a bottom, a bottom team, you know, I, well, they we're, can't we're be like, uh, we're, 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 we're talking about like, well, surely we are definitely assured a top five pick. You know, I don't see them getting to that, that place. I don't think, I don't think there's any universe Right. There's no universe where they right? finish in the bottom four because there are four teams who are going to who are going to really one up the tanking. Efforts. Well, one of them we're playing tomorrow that has turned their season around a bit and playing they, a lot harder. Yes. And I, you want to talk about last season? Recall when the Rockets, I remember we had someone on to talk about the Rockets last year and they were like a 500 team or they had traded Harden and they were like fighting and clawing and scrapping tooth and nail. And then they lost like 40 of like 45 games. True. But Christian Wood, Christian Wood got hurt and was finished for the year. No, you're right. No, that's true. Um, Yes. But I I do think, but yeah, they're, you know, the, the, the Pistons and the magic and uh, even though we can't beat them for some reason uh, and the, you know, the thunders of the world, uh, you know, the, they will certainly be, be worse. They, they will be worse. I, I The Pelicans thing is very Pelicans. interesting to me. Yeah. How do you like to have Zion on your oh. team right now? 
right now? How would you feel if doing, you were a doing fan what? of a team? Cooking, I don't... cooking dinner for everybody? I, don't know. Like, I mean, I, like, <laughs> man, I, that it, in all seriousness, legitimately makes me sad. It's bad for the league. I, oh, I it's lo- terrible I, for the league. You know, when, when he's right, I mean, he is so electric. And um, I was looking forward to watching him play this year. And yeah, I mean, if we're talking about concerns that I have for Ben Simmons, I mean, geez, for, for, for that guy. Oof. Oh yeah, no, it's in a, it's in a different category, but at the same time, like I wonder, disappointing. it is disappointing, but I also wonder like, you know, but maybe he's well, like, well, fuck this team. Fuck this situation. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like we're, we're all in crappy shape because we're, we the, the the we have to just sit upright in front of a fucking microphone. Mm-hmm. He's this is his job, correct? What's yeah. his excuse? I mean, have you had the food in New Orleans? It's amazing. It's <laughs> a good it's incredible. That's a good excuse. I um, could I could never live there because I would be a thousand pounds. So uh, so I I, I kind of get it, but yeah, no, he's a professional athlete. Yeah, he should be taking better care of himself. And when those reports came out that his like stepfather was his trainer, I was like, oh no, yeah, no, this is really going going very bad. But it's, hey, it's, David yeah. Griffin, the genius, he's got it under under control. Don't, don't say anything bad about worry. David Griffin on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't I don't think they're going to finish worse than than New Orleans either. But you look at the rest of the league. You know, would you bet your life on the fact that the Knicks are going to finish with a better record right now than the than the Raptors or like the Pacers or like I'm trying to like the Spurs or well, maybe if the Pacers blow it up, but uh, maybe Pacers like, blow they, it up. like they say they are. But Brogdon will still be there. And I would imagine one of Turner or Sabonis yeah, think, will still be there. I think, I think they're going to they're going to choose one or the other, I would imagine, to yeah. part ways with and yeah. most likely Turner. So, yeah, I, I could still see that core being better than the Knicks this year. <laughs> As much you know as I, I hate to say it. I, so, yes, I hate to say it, too. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know what I don't want to happen? And we could finish on this. Let's go. What is our worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is the Knicks fight to the nail to try to stay in this race for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. They do trade for Turner. They give up something we don't want them to give up. Even if it's like Quentin Grimes. I don't want to give up Quentin Grimes. Yeah. Um, you know, and they finish 11th and they end up with the 10th pick in the draft, you know, or the, or the 11th or the 12th pick or something like that, because the teams that lose the play and I think get placed in the, I think they get placed in the lottery. I forget. And, yes. and then they just get the yeah. odds. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that would be the worst thing, 
But like, I guess that's probably why I'm not like apoplectic right now, because I think I really do think that this season will sort itself out over the next, as I said, 18 games. If they go something like 12 and six, 11 and seven, get back to 500. It's like, all right, let's get back on the train. Let's like, let's do this. We'll make a run of it. It's for the best. If they go, you know, whatever, five and whatever, six and whatever, then it's, then the writing's on the wall. And then it's like, okay, how can we make the best use of the rest of this season? And Mm-hmm. hopefully the front office will be smart and responsible enough to do that, but we're going to find out. I mean, it starts, you know, it starts uh, when people are listening to this, it starts tonight against the aforementioned uh, rockets of Houston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if they lost this game? Yeah, I can. can. <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> we almost lost them at the garden, uh, you know, and then they went on their little hot streak. So my, yeah. Yeah. My fearless prediction my fearless prediction. I know the game's in Houston. My fearless prediction is they they win the game. I was going to say they win this game big. I don't know if I could say that. I think they win. I think they win the game. I'll say that. Okay. No predictions from you. <laughs> yeah, they win. They win the game. I agree. You agree they win the game. Okay, there we go. We all- Andrew, you getting in on this? I think they'll win tomorrow, but I'm not. It doesn't fix anything. You know. Yeah. Being that's, a team that's won eight games doesn't fix it. Yeah. That no. It's also like if they win, but Randall still doesn't look right and they just if it's similar to the last game against the Rockets, then we're just we're thirteen and sixteen. I I'll say this. Here's the quick like if they win four in a row going into Christmas, I will be uh, the, the Kool-Aid bowl will be back out and just give me oh, the ladle. Big time. Big time. Big time. Uh, you know what I would like? Just a, a, a few game stretch where they're not down 20 points in the first half. That's all I ask. I mean, honestly, I last like like the Warriors game. Great. Look, was that team coming off of uh, a game the night before and got held up with their flights getting into town? And that probably affected them. And, you know, the adrenaline of Curry, knowing that he was going to break the record and yeah. all that affecting everybody. Yeah, I think we'd probably take advantage of that. But more games like that where we're we don't have to make some insane run in the in the second but, half. Like, but even that game was frustrating because again, it, it all comes back to the same shit we started off with, and then we could we would finish up here. Is like you still get it, like what it, it's it really is very similar to watching Alfred Payton last year. That's that's I, I think that's where we're we're in the Payton zone with Fournier, and we're I don't want to put Randall in the same zone. But no, man. no, 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 it, it's Let's not, not get because, crazy. No, yes, we're not. We're, we're but not Fournier, Fournier certainly is like the whipping boy for uh, the team. You know, it, it was Kemba. Kemba got benched. We found out that was not the only issue in the in the starters. Nope. Uh, and Fournier is the he's he's the scapegoat this year. Now, you know, he's the guy. And for good reason. I mean, just it's just it's been bad. There's zero, zero, zero chemistry. If anything, it's like the opposite of chemistry with Randall. It seems like Randall like fucking hates him. So um, it's bad. The, the, the best thing you could say about Alfred Payton last year was like, I, I don't remember Randall screaming at him. <laughs> no, no. I think those guys liked each other. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're friends. Yeah. Probably a good reason why he was still on the roster. <laughs> I mean, sure. It's telling him and Reggie Bullock. 
in that Woj interview, he said, yeah, like, right. right. At, yeah, the, at the dinner with me at the dinner. The only yep. other player was Alfred Payton, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. explained a lot why Alfred Payton was still on the team and, and starting the, the conspiracy yeah. from Schwinn that that's why Randall decided it, to extend early. Babe, it, it is funny to me, though, when you look up the the, the cleaning the glass stat that I always bring up, Andrew, about the on off uh, mm-hmm. differential. So where all of the next starters are like near the near the bottom because of the you know, how different it is from the bench. Um, who is down there with them though is Alfred Payton. <laughs> Steven and Phoenix, he's still doing his thing. And he's only uh, played like 90 minutes this I year know. too. He, has, so, he hasn't played a lot. Yeah. Um, but long live Elf. Hey, buddy, uh, this is, sorry, John. Yeah, just, no, this is the first time we've had Funny on since we had him on for the, during the summer to celebrate Kemba Walker. And it's the I first know. time we're oh, having yeah, yeah, Oh my God. And he's not even in the rotation anymore. How are you doing with all of this? It's really, it's tough. I mean, I love, I, I love Kemba so much. Um, I really look, I did not expect him. I think I said that on the last pod did not expect him to be back to his old self by any means, but I thought he would have helped the team uh, way more than, uh, than, than what's happening. Uh, I'm just, I'm tired of, especially the national games, just like anytime a point guard on the Knicks, like makes a bucket, they have to show a shot of Kembison on the bench. It's yeah. like, uh, I'm over that, you know, it's, um, it's tough at this point. I'd like for him to just find another home and maybe he can get some playing time somewhere else, but it ain't working out here. And, um, I, I, I hope the best for him, but eh, it breaks my heart. It would have been amazing to have some, some huge, you know, home games for him, you know, that would have been really special and uh, just never really happened. So it's a bummer. It, it is a bummer. Um, yeah. And, and all the people who were like, Oh, he's, he's not playing because they have a deal worked out. Well, it's six twenty two on December 15th. So, you know, can I, um, can I please say to like the stat muses and all that, like, please stop posting that shit about since Kemba Walker was benched, yeah. the Knicks are yeah like, that is not why I have like friends of mine who are like big Yukon fans who are not necessarily Knicks fans sending me like a screenshot of like all, all those posts. I'm like, uh, I'm getting a little testy pre holidays, like with them. I'm going to be seeing them soon. And I'm like, please stop sending me this fucking shit. I know I'm going to see you. I love you. I'm going to see you soon. Please stop sending me this crap. I do not want to see it. I, I too will say to all of your friends, stop sending funny all this crap, please. And I'll third that and and yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, you know, obviously growing up in Connecticut, I know a lot of Celtics fans too. And the salivating over the uh the failure of Fournier and Kemba uh, on the Knicks of them yeah. is like really getting getting a little old. You know, every, every every time Fournier has a bad game, you don't have to text me about it. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, no. I, 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 I certainly won't text you about it anymore. Thank um, you. It's at least I can do. All right. Uh, this was fun. Uh, funny. Yes, uh, tell, tell the folks at home what's going on with you, where they can find you. What are you up to? What's going on? Well, um, this, this pod will post Thursday. Yeah. Yes. This pod will post Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at midnight, uh, you can find me in the final episode of The Shrink Next Door on Apple TV. Get Opposite Will Ferrell. Um, being all Jewish and Jewy, um, doing my Jew thing. Uh, and then come January 21st, you can see me in a few episodes of, uh, the Amazon original as we see it 
um, from creator Jason Kadams, who did Friday Night Lights and Parenthood. Um, and uh, give me a, the old follow on on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter at David Futernick and uh, at O Sopranos Pod. If you are a Sopranos fan, we are deep into season five, the best season. Best season. Uh, and, uh, and the Super Hoopers at the Super Hoopers, an NBA comedy podcast on both podcasts on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Keeping it in the family here. Part That's of the right. Blue Wire Podcast Network. Of course. Um, as always, you you do nothing but put a smile on my face. Uh, wow. So we, we, we I, all need it. <laughs> we all really need it right now. Especially right now. All right. That was my conversation with David Fodernick. Uh, he's the best. Always uh, does really put a smile on my face. Uh, and on that note, we are done for today. Andrew, are anything we, I missed? Are we done? You and I got into it. A little. You're going to keep bringing up that RJ press conference with, or that Tibbs press conference with Tibbs. Uh, with, hold on. That Tibbs press conference where he mentioned RJ because you think he legitimately went out and said, so RJ sucks. It needs to get back in the gym. And I, I took it as he's been sick. He needs to get back in the gym. I want to clarify because that moment on the pod, I was it, like, I don't want to get into this now and interrupt funny time. I'm not getting into it right now. I don't have to. Just clarification. My cl- there is no clarification needed. I think he, I think Tom Thibodeau is a man who's extraordinarily careful with his words. Mm-hmm. And I think I've watched every, I've listened to every press or read every press conference, you know, transcript that he's had since he's been here. And there has not been one time not one time where he has said something that required any interpretation whatsoever. And I think it's interesting that this is the thing where all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well he, he, he probably didn't mean that. Right. Um, or maybe he did mean that. And then that he had to come out and spend a minute and a half addressing it in the next press conference to me, confirm my initial theory that, he meant what he said and then he needed to clear it up because if he didn't, if there was nothing to clear up, he would have, I don't think he would have given it the time. Okay. And where I come from is that I think he never was saying anything and he was stunned that it became a thing because as you mentioned, he's very careful with his words and what he meant. The other part of this is he hasn't had to subliminally put anything out there because it's gone so well, well so far. Yeah, but again, we have not. You could argue that 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 was the first game in his entire tenure as a Knicks coach, where he was maybe not unnerved. That's the wrong word, mm-hmm. but like it's. I mean, it was it's the worst game they've played since he became coach, and it was not even close. So, um, yeah, you know, it was from, a, an, it was from a, an energy level, I agree. It yeah. was a no show. So, if there was ever a moment where he was going to. You know, do you buy any of the do you buy any of the like RJ's been sick all season and not just that week? And that would that would further Tibbs's frustration of like RJ's been sick for a while. He needs to get back in the gym. If that's if that's the narrative we're going with, I don't know. I just think it fits into multiple narratives. You want to say mine of like RJ's RJ was sick and Tibbs was like, yeah, he's been sick. needs to get back in the gym. Fine. If you want to fit yours of like RJ's been bad and Tibbs wanted to send a subtle hint. Uh, you know? I can't believe we're doing this. I have to fixate on one word. He said, maybe. Has maybe been sick. 
No, no. He said maybe he should get back in the gym. Uh, okay. And that, if, that it, was, then, if that's the one you're focusing on, then maybe that is the... That is the word I'm focusing on because okay. he could have very easily gone out there and said, well, look, obviously RJ's been sick. Um, last season, he got in the gym extra a lot, and that was what took him from this percentage shooter to a 40% shooter. Um, you know, it's clear he needs to, to get back in the gym again. Um, I would not have thought anything of it because then you could associate it. But with the, maybe he needs to get back in the gym... It's like that to me was what made it the subtle take. Fair. And I think I think you could hear it both ways is what I'll say. Because now yeah, it's fine. I think well, like we said on the pod, agree to disagree. And look, this larger conversation after the pod, John, is because I edited the funny pod earlier. And I was like, this is indecipherable, this whole back and forth. So I oh, wanted okay. to have the clarification now of what that looks like. Um, so yeah, agree to disagree, John. And uh, last but not least, uh, happy Spidey Day. Spider-Man No Way Home hits theaters. Oh, yeah. And to all of you out there celebrating this weekend, uh, two things. One, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. And with that responsibility, if you spoil Spider-Man No Way Home for me, whether it be in a chat or in a in a tweet or something, you're banned for life. That it's the it's the James Dolan rule. You are banned from Nick's Film School. I will ban you from our all of our accounts. I, like life. I don't care if that's harsh or whatnot. For life, the, the, uh, full Donald Sterling if I have to. Okay, there. And the other thing is, you know, enjoy the weekend. Hopefully, you guys see it, and uh, let's go Knicks. Hopefully, it's mixed in with a couple of wins. Uh, yeah, that'd be really nice. Win some yeah. games, guys. All right, uh, we'll see you soon. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.